0: You told me you believe in something and you Hello Facebook friends, nine. we are coming to you live today. And uh this is not actually our first time going live. We attempted this last week without much success to the specific page we're going for, but we were successful going live on um, Ali's husband's private Facebook <laughs> page. So that was awesome. So yeah, if you yeah, well. should catch us live there for a fleeting moment. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. He was very happy for you to join us. <laughs>
1: it is. But we are here today, and yes. my family is in isolation. Um, I've got COVID, my son Israel does. We're thinking some other family members do, but are currently testing negative. Um, those tests are fun. I had great fun pinning down. Um, I actually found Zeke was easier than Indy and Addie. They were a mission to do the test. So if anyone's got some brilliant tips for me. Um, Let them know how old they are. Uh, Indy is six and Adeline is eight. I tried the gently having their head. I watched a YouTube video and I was like, look how lovely and peaceful this child is getting it done um mine did not look like this lovely peaceful child um mine was pinning down and then they kept like moving their head and like jamming it everywhere so i don't even know if i did theirs right because it was pretty intense um you just it's
0: hard to know and you and you are experiencing symptoms yourself so probably not really on the top of your to-do list
1: no, I was like to Addie this morning, she was running away, looking herself in the bathroom. I said, it's day three since mum says a positive, I need to do you again. Um, yeah, I was like, I don't have the energy to chase you. I'm like, please, just stop. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling really spaced out today. Um, eyes are burning, throat sore, chest is tight, um, but I'm up. So I think that's a positive. Um moving around but yeah it definitely does take it out of you but then Israel seems to be quite fine he's just got a bit of a headache and sore throat so I think everyone is really individual from what I hear um, lots of people in my street have it at the moment and you know, everyone some people are really being hit hard and then some people are sailing through so I think it's just um, I really wait and see um, how you how you respond to it really Yeah, but I've been doing apple cider vinegar, um, vitamin C, um, vitamin D, spirulina. My husband's like, stop feeding me so much drinks because I'm peeing every half an hour. I'm like, that's good. You're getting toxins out of your body. And he's like, really another drink? Hydration.
0: I think hydration is the key when we're unwell. Um, Yeah.
1: And same with the kids. I've been, um, sorry, my dog's knocking the camera. Just sit over there, doggy. Um, Yeah, so that's been me for the day just trying to hydrate and rest and I found it really nice playing on my Pilates ball actually just opening up my chest because it feels quite tight so yeah it's been nice just kind of sometimes taking some time just to lie over my ball and focus on that breathing because it's really important to still the dog keeps bumping the camera sit down Tim um she shouldn't be in the garage um yeah just getting that chest open and focusing on that breathing because often sometimes we just get a bit tensed up about it and we forget that we sometimes can make it a little bit worse for ourselves so yeah that's pretty much been us the last couple of days um yeah but I'm sure there's lots of if anyone else's experiences is in lockdown at the moment with your kids lockdown I think we call that anymore isolation yeah drop us a message so we can still support you through it and I think for me a lot of people say it's the two weeks afterwards like that um taking that time to recover eh Sarah like that's really important um, on your body and on your immune system. And if people are like me, I find it really hard to not do anything. My husband's like, just go to bed. And I'm like, must be productive still. Um, so I think I'm a frustrating sick person to people around me.
0: <laughs> Which is <laughs> understandable. Uh, we, we have not got a positive test yet. We actually haven't tested. We, we're actually isolating at the moment. So I mean, if we, were, we were isolating tentatively a little bit at the start of the week anyway because we were trying to stay well so we could come down to see Ali at the end of this week but our plans have changed so all things change a bit but our neighbours have um, got it who are close friends of our kids and my kids woke up this morning I was like do I send them to school or not last night I even had a nice chat to their principal who's taking all the precautions it's I think there's just so much I was describing it was funny I was describing this to a friend I was like do you know what that you know part there's COVID and then get it, it it is you know not great getting it or potential of getting it because you don't know how it's going to pan out for you. For some people like for most people I know personally fortunately it hasn't been like too much of an impact on their health like they've found it you know, like a bad flu or even less and managed to sail through. But then there's that whole in-between phase of, like, if you don't have it, like, what should I do to try and minimise getting it and do I send my kids to school or not? I feel like there is, um, and there's almost like a whole heap of uh, sort of pent-up kind of, you know, unknownness about what is the right decision for me, should I do because you just don't know what, you could potentially get and she's like oh yeah anxiety and I was like oh that's what it is I haven't had for a while. And there's just, a lot of fear there's a lot of fear okay. around it
1: and I think um you know I think that's kind of been the build-up for the last two years yeah. build up mm-hmm. this big huge thing around it and I think um we weren't too concerned we kind of were in the headspace that we're going to get it it's just when are we going to get it? And it's like, I said to my husband, it's like the chicken pox. You want your kids to have it, but when is ever a good time to
0: have the chicken pox? Um, Well, that's true too. I want to point out too, that I'm not afraid of actually, of potentially having it. It's just organizing your life. And, you know, you're getting, I'm getting client inquiries at the moment and it's navigating, you know, like, do I see people in person or I'm not? I've been trying to hold off this term because I feel like, it seems to be the best way to kind of manage that. But like, it's like navigating life and knowing what, how to operate, really. I think that we're, at the moment, the frustrating and the anxiety stems from um, us sort of having to, navigate sort of away from normal life a little bit and put things on pause and hold and that's been as you said it's been like a buildup of like a couple of years of this sort of stop start stop start stop start and yeah it, it, it's hard sometimes.
1: Yeah I think too like um I think for a lot of people it's also I don't know about some of you guys like for my husband It's um, for him, it's the unknown of how much time because we've got multiple kids. It's going to take a while to get through Um, time off work. So it can be a really stressful financial time for a lot of people. Um, So I think... If anyone's out there experiencing that, don't be afraid to reach out either. There's lots of people that want to help. Um, I know personally, we were living in Upper Heart pastoring a church, and I know you can go to those places for food parcels. You can do it contactlessly. I just want to encourage anyone out there, if you are finding that struggle, um, definitely reach out because people want to generally help, and a lot of people can relate in this situation. Um Of these difficult times and everything. I don't know about you guys, but everything's getting expensive. Um, Petrol food. um, I think definitely on this page, we'd love to support you guys. Sarah sent me um, yesterday like a really cheap scone recipe. Um, And that was... My
0: mother-in-law, shout out to her. Yeah, and that was... um,
1: yeah, and it was awesome because yesterday I was like, man, I just feel like some comfort food, something easy. I don't want to make a huge mess. Um, some So some good old scones were um, actually a really easy thing to um, get the kids to whip up, um, to have something there. So we'll definitely pop that recipe on here. And we've got some yeah. alterations um, to add gluten-free. Because yeah. they are gluten-free. Um, Gluten I free, made my yeah. coconut cream, like Sarah said, so I did to yeah. bolster it a little bit. I did coconut cream and almond meal. Um yeah. So there's definitely little things like that we want to support on this um community page is Sarah and I would love to put some ideas and would love to hear your guys ideas of um, like cheap affordable healthy family meals snacks yes. anything like that um I think just to help each other out because I think a lot of us are trying to navigate um how do we eat healthy on a budget how do we yeah. um cook stuff that our kids are actually going to eat um yeah. And so I think that's something definitely in this community I'd love to help. And I know that you guys will have lots of ideas and we definitely have lots of ideas that we can yeah. actually share those with one another and help yeah. each other actually make this time affordable, um, eat well for our health. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but bone brothing's always been big for Sarah and I getting that bone broth in to help the gut and the healing. Um, I cook my kids rice and bone broth. It's super healthy and super handy. So just sharing some of those things with one another to help each other out Um in this time, yeah, because it is probably mm. coming into a pretty crazy time for us
0: financially, for everyone. Oh, yes. And in terms of, like, reaching out for those in isolation for help, Ali mentioned uh, church communities, but also reach out to your school community. Um, yeah. I think you'll be surprised. We're really fortunate where we are. Our school community um, is uh, it's a small kind of more rural school, so it's a little bit more connected. Um, but I think that you'll be surprised how uh how willing people are to help each other out you know yeah. even just you know uh, it just means so much even you know if I um a, a mum friend of mine just touched base with me today and she was like let me know if you need any meals or any you know even our because na- we're talking about our neighbor and like she wanted to extend that she could come and bring a meal over if that that was something that they would appreciate yeah. and that just means so much where you know just even just the offer although you know, well, then, it, eh? you you know that you, you're willing same. obviously you're willing to follow through on your offer yeah. but it means yeah. so much to people to know oh, that there's support yeah. there if you need it mm.
1: holy it's not even that I think um the first day of isolation I realized I had no um pain relief. I had no ibuprofen. I had no Panadol. like, oh my gosh, this sucks. My head is throbbing. I've got nothing. And a friend, she found out that we had it and she said, hey, do you need anything? I said, well, actually I do. And then about an hour later I had ibuprofen in my letterbox. So yeah, it's definitely people want to help. Um, for us here too, even our street, we've got a little Facebook group page um, for our whole street. So people are like, Who's in isolation? I'm not. I can go get anything if you need something. So, yeah, I think this is the time where you've got to put sometimes that little bit of pride. I think sometimes we feel like we don't want to reach out. We don't want to bother anybody. Um, Mm. But this is actually what we need. We need to be connecting. We need to be asking for help and receiving help. And um, just as Sarah said, it doesn't even have to be anything physical. Sometimes it's just Mm. a nice message to send to someone, say, hey, How's your family going at the moment? Even if they don't have the COVID, like just with everything else going on, hey, how are you doing? It actually means a lot to feel seen. I think that's what a lot of us want to feel seen. We want to feel heard. And I think in these times, um, we're so connected with the Facebook. We think we know each other. We follow each other on um, social yeah. medias, but have you actually um, done gone that step further and sent a message? Because I think that really means a lot to people. Then yeah. they don't feel so lonely and so isolated. They feel like someone actually is thinking of them and caring about yeah. them. So I think... Um, and yeah, even on this page, just interact with the comments. It actually means a lot to people when you respond back. And I know yeah. sometimes you're like, "Oh, what's the point? No one's going to look at it." Um, but for me personally, when someone actually makes those comments and responds back, you're like, "Oh, actually, they are engaging. That they are taking the time to look." So yeah, I think and sometimes little things and actually sort of validation
0: too of whether like is. Um, uh, you know, is this of value to anyone? Like does, does this have any value to you or resonate with you? Um, it's a really good point because I think quite often we can, in this social media sphere, oh. when we connected, you know, like we see people and in our heads we think, I think because that's how we wired biologically, oh, we've seen them, we've connected with them, but they don't know that you've seen them. Like, you know, we we can be up to date with everyone, but they have no idea you're up to date with them. And then, <laughs> you know, it might just mean you never know what just one little message can mean to someone out there. Um, and coming from or being in this sort of, you know, uh, I suppose, sphere for a while, as in I do have a lot of friends who are, Um, I've made a lot of friends too who are very active in the social media sphere because they're either like health coaches or um, or just coaches they're kind of in that personal development area Um, and a lot of the conversations I have with people who who are in the public eye are that they don't get a lot of people reaching out to them just to check in that they're okay. Um yeah. and so like we all need it. We all we all oh, we totally need do. We, we yeah. all need it. we, and it's we actually, something we yeah. want to work on to be able to deliver ourselves, but when we're tired and the, the river's a bit dry, you know, just that you know that hand that kind of comes out and sort of says look, hi, I'm here. I'm here for you just makes such a difference and um
1: this definitely ties into yeah it ties into our previous podcasts on um that support that um and often i find is when i actually give it out i actually feel more supported myself it actually the more i give out to others and um send that out it actually fills my tank up because it actually is something we're all wired to actually do is actually to give and to receive and i think quite often we get so busy up with just um, giving out into our own little family circles, we've become quite insular. And that's yeah. when we feel lonely, isolated. We feel like we've been taken for granted, like all those things come up, but when you can branch outside your little bubble, it actually yeah. makes a huge difference and it, it, it expands your life. It expands your reach. It expands your impact. And I think that's where um, I often as mums, we can get so caught up in our little, our little bubble and we feel, um, so undervalued, but then yeah. there's actually such a bigger picture out there when we can reach out. And it is it's super important. What you're doing at home, um, in your workplace as a female, like you are you are doing an amazing job. You are impacting lives. Um, and it is a super important role, um, parenting children, um, mm. navigating people in workplaces. As females, we do carry this amazing nurturing quality around us and I think sometimes we forget about the impact we are actually making and um, that we're not in, insignificant that we can actually make a difference outside our home life, outside our work life we can actually make a change.
0: And when we're, when we're reaching out as well you know whether we're wanting it or we're giving it out, it doesn't have to be heavy. I think that we've got this very um, I know more personally, <laughs> I I had a very heavy association with, you know, like responsibility and, um, you know, uh, supporting others when really it doesn't have to be that heavy, you know. We, We don't actually have to hold people up. We're not here for that. But, you know, reaching out in a way where we're here just saying, hey, I'm walking alongside with you you know like it's yeah. it doesn't have to be heavy i i acknowledge like what it's like you know to be a mother to be a woman you know um i might not be able to get all of you but i get a lot you know and i don't have to get it all i can i can just be here and be that space yeah. for us to share and it's that, just so important oh i've totally
1: been down i mean um my husband and I passed at a church for 10 years, and I've totally gone down the track of saying yes to everyone, doing meals for multiple people a week, and totally overdoing it to burnout. Um, and it definitely, I've learned the boundaries, and I've learned that I don't have to do some grand gesture to feel like I'm helping someone. Because um, I think sometimes we feel like we have to do this gesture to be helpful um, or feel Fill voids I felt like I needed to do all these things Um, so I've definitely learned some healthy boundaries and I love it now and I feel like I want to do a meal for someone. It's actually coming out of a place where um, I I want to do that for that person not because I think I have to do it if that makes sense Um, so I think definitely having those healthy boundaries because you can burn yourself out wanting to help everyone and some of us are wired a bit differently some of us are really wired to that's we just can get a bit carried away with it. So now I've learned I don't have to do a whole meal for someone. Um, just, yeah, a note to someone could be super beneficial or, um, yeah, if I do have a little bit extra food, definitely give them a meal or it's even mm. just, yeah, even a note. I even sometimes, I don't know about you guys, if you do it for your kids sometimes, you just write them that little note. And it. Um, I looked in my daughter's wardrobe the other day, Savannah, who's 13, and I didn't realize behind all her clothes was all the little notes I would written to her and she kept them. Oh,
0: that's this. So cute.
1: And you know, like I think for her, there's times when she's feeling a bit, struggling a bit, she goes back and she can read those notes and be like, wow, that's actually who I am is what my mum says I am. And I believe in that. So I think sometimes we underestimate um, the power of that. And I've definitely received some little notes before um, through my journey. Some people have handed me some little letters. And um, it's, it's amazing when someone puts a pen to paper, it really blows you away because you really know that that person is really thinking of you. So yeah, there's definitely some little things you can do that just really will change someone's trajectory. And you don't know where that person is sitting in their headspace either. I kind of mm-hmm. feel if someone's pressing on my heart or I keep thinking of someone, um, and that's for a reason. It just, it's just not plucking out of thin air. Like if that person's pressing on your heart, obviously there's oh, quite often there's more to that. There's something underneath it that that person is actually needing. And you could actually be there saving grace that day. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, I so resonate with that. Um, and also, too, that if it's even if it's just to connect, like we we don't have to have all the answers. I think even just saying, hey, look, I'm thinking of you. Um, and even if you understand the situation, you're like, well, I know I can't give any relief to this, but just know I'm here. Um, and and even just hook or or even be like an in-between of like, hey, I can't help right now, but I know that there's there's an option out here or even that there's a mum, like I'm in isolation at the moment, but I was able to relay fr- like to another mum who is in isolation to say, hey, look, I've, you know, um, another mum reached out. I know it sounds like Chinese whispers, doesn't it? But another mum reached out to me, said if you needed something and just letting her know that there's other mums out there of, you know, her son's you know, friends Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that are willing to like, there's other mums that are willing out to help her. I'm,
1: in oh, yeah. oh God, but I'm just thinking, yeah, totally. I think especially now, I mean, it's not easy. I think a lot of us, have, Um, it's been really disruptive for our kids this last couple of years, you know, it hasn't been easy. And um, I think a lot of us feel that pressure for our kids to be doing well and missing out on yeah. things. Um But just know that your kids are in a loving home and in a loving environment and that's all they need. Um, We don't have to put too much pressure on ourselves to um, feel like our kids need to do all these things. I definitely feel in isolation. You feel like, oh my gosh, my kids should be getting X, Y and Z done for school. They just want to be on the internet. Like, what am I going to do? Um, It's just, yeah, just to take the time. This is a crazy season. Most families are going through it. Your kids are not going to get left behind. That
0: it's going to be okay. Yeah, it, it is a really. I wouldn't. I, I don't want to say good, but it is a. <laughs> it is a time where we can create a bit of that reflection, and it's so interesting of all the kind of isolations that we've had over the course of the last couple of years, how what I think when I'm doing it, you know, when you're in your little kind of normal life mode, doing, 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 what I think is so important to do right now or that what I have to do or, you know, feel pressured to do really isn't that important when you take the time to really reflect on whether... You know what, what whether this is even pressure that is coming from the outside. I've really noticed that quite a lot of the stress in my life is generated from within me of yeah. what I perceive of yeah. what I need to be doing um, or should be doing. It just it I, I'm always sort of blown away about how I create my own. Reality and so these times of little pockets of reflection, if we allow ourselves to give them, allows us to kind of take a step back and just evaluate. Is what I'm doing right now like in alignment with with like um, the core of my being, with you know the values that I hold dearest? Are they in the best interest for me, for for like us? you know, for for us now and in the future and whether that me and us is just you and your little family or, you know, you and your little family and then like the collective as a whole, you know, you can take it as big as you like, you can create that alignment to whatever extent you like. But, yeah, it is an interesting Time to be able to do that. When you feel like you're in the space, you probably didn't feel like that though, Ali Like the last oh, day, it's, um, you know, it's like kind yeah. of doing. I it.
1: Think, yeah, I think for me, because uh, a lie I often tell myself that um, if I don't get something done today, um, that's going to build up tomorrow, and I'm
0: running out of time. So I yeah, often tell of myself time. That, that's big. I feel like that's yeah. a big thing. I'm running out of time. Got to yeah, care.
1: so I constantly kind of have to tell myself that it's okay that I'm not running out of time, that there is plenty of time for everything to get done when it's meant to get done um, yeah. and to cherish some of those moments because I think sometimes we can be so forward-focused. Um, yeah. Definitely my personality type is that i might like, Man, I'm actually missing out on the moment. And this time it's a moment that I can just sit down the couch and I can let my girls read to me. Um, I can have that cuddle on the couch with Israel while he's not feeling well either. Yeah. Um, I can have those special little moments that you're actually never gonna, you know, you don't get those special times back. And at the end of the day, my to-do list and the things I feel like I need to get done, um, they're actually irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. You know, in the light of eternity, they're actually irrelevant. Um, yeah. I think when I'm older especially from um, our mum passing I think what I really gathered towards the end you know when you see someone have their last days of their life you really see that the thing they value most is, yeah. is having that quality time and I yeah. think our day and age without connection with devices and things we we're losing that quality time with our kids with ourselves and that's yeah. why I find even when I'm not feeling well I actually I'm just so used to those momentums I still in the morning I'm still just lying I'm not exercising I'm just lying on my mat on my ball and like kind of stretching out and just <sighs> taking that little breather for myself because I need it I, yeah. I need it even when I'm not feeling well I still I feel like I just need to stretch out my body I'm I've had all my veins lasered. So for me, um, being still for long, I get kind of swollen veins in my legs. So just for me, being aware of um, getting that circulation still going through my legs and veins and um, things like that for my own health, um, I haven't put all that on hold. I've just kind of done yeah. it at a slower, gentler pace. And um, I was talking to Sarah yesterday and she's like, you know, that's just you listening to your body, to what your body needs. So I think that's still super important. If you are feeling yeah. ill at the moment, um, taking, if you are feeling really tight and constricted, your hips are feeling tight, um, you can still take that time to have some gentle stretching on the ground and it's not going to tax your body. It's not going to, um, you affect your recovery uh, it's going to actually help because it actually helped it really for me it helps with my mental health it just made me feel this morning after having a little bit of a lie on the ball and stuff it actually I was like oh I actually feel back at peace again I feel at peace with my with
0: my well you've gone are you there Ellie you've we've lost a. don't know if you can see me guys um (laughs) I will I will keep chatting for a little bit I'm just going to message her. Um, I want to, like, build on from what Ellie was saying, but I don't to Here she comes, I think. Changing to the computer. There you go. There you go. We lost you for a second. Um, we just lost you after you had pretty much summed up about how you need to still, even when you're not well, like having that um, movement movement time frame I can't see you but I can see I'm trying to get it on Um. look at this gorgeous family (laughs) beautiful Um, that was that would have been about a year and a half ago right yeah can you hear me still or no I can I can hear you but I can't see you have you got your video turned on yeah it was it was was on my camera um So I'm going to keep I'm going to keep talking I'd like to just finish uh, just add a couple of things in from what you said it was beautiful as always mm-hmm. um Ali said that she still needed that habit and I feel like that ties in oh there she is um mm-hmm. I feel like that still ties into you know it is move at march but you know we're, we're creating that habit but it doesn't have to be hard and fast um also too, just for a side note, I'm not sort of uh, in any way saying that you should be doing your movement, you should be holding and sticking to your movement no matter how hard, you know, how unwell you are either. Um, I'm just using it as an example of like when you are unwell, especially achy, um, from what I know of like the symptoms of COVID, but when we're unwell and you know, you're experiencing like these bodily, physical things, Um, it is important to kind of have some kind of movement or stretching, especially if you're experiencing any kind of respiratory symptoms. Uh, because of like the extra mucus that can kind of you know uh, clog up your lungs and restriction when we're every night when we go to sleep we like the collagen in our body is building so we actually have they actually call it um, they call it hot fuzz it's almost like cobwebs of connective tissue that sort of uh, build with one another so we we literally get sort of more stuck overnight. And whatever we don't move the next day kind of becomes more glued and adhered together. So when we're unwell and we have like a a period of time because we tend to kind of rest, which is important, but we're like not moving for long periods of time. We get more kind of stuck and glued together, and this can actually make you feel worse. So creating like a little bit of movement can help with some of your symptoms as well, especially breathing, what Ali was saying, uh, you know, um, lying on even in your bed and just even changing from like one side of your body to the other and just gently doing some rotations through your body. I think, you know, um, the Pilates warm-up's quite good for that. If you check out... Yeah, if you check on, um, you could do like a basically do this on your bed if it's sort of firm enough. If you go to that video that I did um, in the group that sort of followed up a sort of a, a lower key kind of version of what Ali did, you could you could do a little bit of that and anything that sort of felt good just to kind of move a few things around that would be really helpful. Um, but I thought it was really I was interesting. Just-
1: kind of Pilates ball behind my neck and I was just been going down and doing this. On the ground with the yeah. ball, and it feels really good. Um, and I've been popping the ball under my tailbone and elevating my legs up to get blood flow down.
0: So for so, those of you who don't have a ball at home, alley like um, we could probably use like a a, a rolled because not everyone's probably going to have one of those. Carrot, but, or so if
1: even if your kids have some of these ball. yeah, yeah. So this is a kid's squishy ball from the two dollar shop. Um, yeah. It's even got some little spikies to give you a bit of... I even,
0: before like um, Pilates ball were, balls were a thing, yeah. before you could get them in New Zealand, that's what we actually used in yeah. Pilates classes. Yeah. We went to the, you know, somewhere like the warehouse or Kmart and we got like a whole heap of those cheap kids' balls. Yeah,
1: and so just lying yeah. on the ground, you can have your knees bent up so it's no pressure and just nice little butterflies back and open. It really opens the pecs and the chest and feels really good because... The symptoms I've kind of been feeling, it's like an elephant is sitting on my body. Like that's kind of how it yeah. feels. You feel like this weight. Um, sort of open the chest up feels really good. And yeah, my hips get really tight from just not being so active. So lifting yeah. my Sitting
0: for longer periods of time. having yeah, yeah.
1: getting a ball under my sacrum and just doing um, just little walking gentle taps. Um, and I've just been elevating my legs up to let the blood flow come
0: down. Or even just like having it underneath your pelvis. I don't know if you can like, I'm gonna just Yeah, so because I'm so I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and I'm moving my uh, computer there. Hopefully you can see me. <laughs> you can't can't see me very well. Oh, this, okay. is, this, is, this is all really well thought out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go, you might choose to put a mat or some carpet underneath you, it's probably more critical. Yeah. So underneath. I've come down here without the ball, but you might want to take a, I've got a deflated ball. I'll grab a different ball. But you might want to use a something like a, a rolled beach towel is good. I don't kind of recommend a foam roller it might be too hard. Yeah, Just if you're feeling unwell, like it might be a bit hard on your joints if they're inflamed. But so, imagine this is like a, a ball. It's a bit harder than... That would be just to use it to support your pelvis in the bridge. Beautiful, Plaid is neutral, happens and right Love yes, the ball. And just there is, yeah. is, is is fine. If you wanted to move out, probably while you're unwell, is leave one foot yes. on the floor. Yes, I've been doing You do could do probably, probably hug the knee in if you're yeah. wanting to release the hip flexes a bit more. I know that bringing your, your leg in. Is actually activating your hip flexors, but for them to release, quite often they need blood into them. So that means activating them. And the more you bring this knee in, you'll feel a more uh, stretch through the opposite hip flexor. So you'll notice that by bringing this leg in, actually re- uh, releases the other leg. So, so if you're just listening, if
1: you're just listening on... Um- podcast Sarah's like in a bridge position with the ball supporting her so she's got that support under her glutes and a beautiful kind of slight bridge position and just doing a little gentle march and then hugging the knee in with the other foot planted um, to give you a gentle opening of the hip flexor so you're just actually stimulating blood flow into that hip area Um, you're actually enforcing blood flow down into the heart because you're in that little um, elevated bridge so you're getting that blood flow through. And this morning, when I woke up this morning, I felt really terrible. I felt really terrible. Um, I did take some time. I took some ibuprofen, took my vitamin C, and then I did do that on the ball. And I just afterwards I was like, "Oh, I feel I'm right." much better
0: Um, i'm thinking too if people are experiencing headaches though that might not be one that you want to do because the blood will be rushing down
1: to your head
0: um it feels quite nice behind the back um this is probably a better better position so if i was to take the ball and do what Ali was saying earlier was to put it in between so i'm going to sit my I won't be able to see my whole body very well here but I'm going to be in a similar position to the bridge with both of my knees bent I'm going to yeah, place yeah. the ball between it's my shoulder blades, blades. Yeah. like that but in between my shoulder blades it should feel like I can comfortably sort of drop my bottom ribs quite easily and then bring your hands behind your head Keep the hands, so I'm resting on the ball. I've got both of my feet down and my bottom down on the ground. I'm resting. Elbows in really close. I might be muffling, so just <laughs> commentate if um, you need to, Ally. So elbows really in close to start off with and just playing with that movement first. But yeah. it's really important that we feel supported through that lower ribcage. So when we bend backwards, try not to let the ribcage kind of lift up and away too much. And when you're comfortable and you feel connected through the back of your ribcage. You rib actually just shifted down a
1: little bit. I really encourage you. She's finding that sweet spot. And there is a sweet yeah. spot. Um, so it
0: feels like it's grabbing a little bit. It, it pays to move it up your ribcage a bit. So that means I'm going to roll my bottom closer or bring my bottom closer to my feet so the ball rolls up. Yeah. So sometimes if I'm feeling a little bit tender, I might want it higher up in between my shoulder blades. And, and then make sure your really- ball is
1: not too pumped. So sometimes I say you need to take a bit of air out. You don't want it really hard you want it soft
0: yeah this one's quite a hard one because it's a myofascial release ball yeah I can tell it's hard you can see that it's hard Um, it's a deep deep tissue massage (laughs) ball I I recommend a soft one and then you can play around with the elbows wide but not at the compromise of of disconnecting the. It takes really tight. You're not going to get them down. Um, can try to keep the sense good. of connection happening with the spine, because as soon as that feels like it's lifting away, it will be signalling to your nervous system that it doesn't feel safe. So you want to feel connected and sort of supported through that part of the spine and keep tuning into that and adjust your positioning of your arms, your elbows in relation to the fact that you can still feel connected and supported through your back.
1: And if, if your pecs are really tight and that's quite a lot on the ground um, yeah. you can actually do it on the wall without a ball just have your back against the wall and arms and just opening up that back.
0: Or if you feel like just lying down.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you feel like lying down is a bit much, but you feel really tight in here you can just do that gentle movement um up against yeah. the wall with everything connected on the wall and just open, um, get that mobility and that peak Cause so that's really, I think, the area that, you know, with this kind of even with cold seasons coming up and flus and COVID, um, it's just making sure our chest area isn't super tight. So even if you don't have any of this right now, I actually really encourage you to. Get that chest open. Um, I feel like that
0: is. Um, I'd like to put some modify uh, like some other variations of this, and we'll pop them in the in the group. This is actually some really great stuff. For those of you who don't have a ball at hand, or you're feeling like you know moving around on a ball, just doesn't float your boat. I mean, it might be exactly what you want, but some other options would be just sitting, I'm here sitting cross-legged and I'm gonna put my hands on my knees and just curl forward, just like that. And then we can take, this is a really bad angle. So I'll actually do a video of this. And then you can take your hands behind you and just slide your hands back as you lift your chest. Mm-hmm. and then hands here you can do mm-hmm. it this way with your hands behind your head and just curling and then lifting up for some mm-hmm. flexion and extension supporting the base mm-hmm. of your chest
1: mate the tightness of our chest a lot of us don't realize that often could be causing um yeah. headaches it causes our breath to be a lot more shallow and when our breath's a lot more shallow that actually can cause anxiety so sometimes yeah. like i just feel like all the time, it actually can come back to actually relaxing those shoulders, opening that pecs. So sometimes it's this gentle opening of the pecs. So definitely we'll do some videos for this because I feel this is, um I've noticed for a lot of women in my class, they are so tight in their pecs. And then you, it's really actually hard to expand that ribcage and get that deep diaphragmatic breathing when your pecs are so tight. So then you do little shallow breaths. then you're not oxidating the body enough. So you do feel dizzy in your movement. Um, it can affect your sleep. Um, it can give you yeah. those low grade headaches. So sometimes I feel for me, it's actually been quite game changing, um, opening my pecs, Before I was sick, I actually found my running was a lot more effective Um, once i have been doing Pilates for a while and opening my chest up because I was actually breathing properly, breathing more deeply. I was opening and shutting that that rib cage out Um, because when I find, especially if you try and get a lot of men to open their pecs up on the ball, they're so tight um, this way forward. So it's really important for us to open ourselves back up again.
0: And the other part is the flexibility of our core muscles as well. So our core, like what really impacts our, it's funny, like the main function of our abdominals, apart from just keeping our insides together, is breathing. And when our abdominals aren't functioning in balance to one another, it will impact our breathing too. So one, another exercise or movement that would be helpful for anyone who is unwell, especially experiencing re- respiratory issues, wanting to improve their breathing um, is also side stretches. Yeah. So Ali did a standing kind of, uh, ab- uh, uh, what do you call it, standing oblique sort of uh, workout she got it was that on our page or yeah I think it was on our page um in our group which is and that's you know you will be doing you're actually doing when you're working your obliques you're also stretching out the opposite side so doing those sort of oblique movements and side stretches in a balanced way will actually tend to both of those both strengthening and lengthening that's why Pilates is amazing because when we're doing those movements in a really intentional way we're both working and mobilizing at the same time so an easy stretch for everyone to do if you're sitting maybe not if you're driving right now you could be doing this while you're walking taking in sort of like that idea of what Ali was doing with the standing oblique is going for a bit of a side stretch and they're amazing you can access them in lots of ways so all you need to do is just do a little side bend if you're sitting on the floor and pushing down with your opposite hand just like so probably not the best you know podcasts aren't really the the place to be you know demonstrating a whole lot of exercises but you know it's really nice to have a conversation
1: yeah it's practical stuff because i think a lot of us are going through this at the moment um or you know someone that's going through it but just in general i find stretching out my sides is just really nice especially if you're breastfeeding carrying kids working at a desk and you're just trying to get that openness and stretching out that side so yeah definitely it's super helpful i hope you guys have found this helpful (laughs) i think i'm coming to the end of my um energy train yeah yeah, i think
0: at (laughs) least (laughs) <laughs> Yoko, we cooked too, too. thank you so much for joining us. We just love sharing with you, and we look forward to having another conversation yeah, with you. Make sure, um,
1: yeah, drop us a comment. Let us know if you are, if any of this resonates with you. Would love to um, communicate with you. Love to support you. Love to have this conversation. But yeah, hopefully we can hear you guys again. We'll be back next week and see where we're all at then as well. But yeah, definitely this is a place for you guys to interact and. Um, not just be a conversation between Sarah and I, but oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like to talk though. But thank you so much for joining. Yeah, us. You guys. Thank, thank you guys. Bye.